Hey beauty, I'm so excited about my guest today, Keisha Wright. She is a certified life coach. I had the amazing blessing and privilege to work with her recently. I've seen her ministry in action. I got to be a part of it. Working with her was honestly one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. So I'm so excited to have her on the show. This is part one of two. So be sure to listen to the episode right after this. After you listen to these episodes, please share them with someone else. Welcome to Her Holistic Healing. Do you want more energy and less anxiety so that you can do all the things? Are you searching for meal ideas, essential oils, and other holistic treatments? Do you wish you could know which direction to take with your health so that you could finally feel better? Hey, I'm Alexandra. I love Jesus. I'm a wife, mom of three, and registered nurse with years of experience in clinical research. I also wanted more energy so that I could have more fun and keep up with my growing child. I too was confused about all the different diet and treatment options. I too wanted to wake up every day and feel good, but I felt anxious because I couldn't solve the mystery of my health until God showed me that He is the source of true healing. In this podcast, you will learn holistic treatments and Bible truths that will lead you to the peace, joy, and freedom that you have been hoping for. So what do you say we take a break from the mind-numbing, humdrum busyness? Let's rest and let God be our healer and helper. Hi, Keisha. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Alexander. It is so, I'm so excited to be here. So excited. Great. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, for those of you that probably have never heard about me or met me, um, I, my name is Keisha Wright. I am a professional life coach. I'm from Orlando, Florida. Um, I have two children. Uh, Kennedy's 21 and Braylon is 17. I cannot believe, I don't understand how Antoine and I got here so fast. Um, and we have a new bundle of joy. She just turned five months old yesterday. And my little pumpkin is Alea Hope. My daughter made me a Gigi. And so I am getting used to that whole amazing world that I never knew was going to be so sweet. I love um, what you're doing, and I would love to be able to share a part of my story to perhaps help your listeners, just kind of how um, I got involved in this. Definitely, it was a calling, not a, a, a dream of mine. Uh, life coaching wasn't a dream by any means, but it was definitely kind of a calling um, to what God has um, asked me to do. So for those of you that are not familiar with life coaching, um, uh, you know, nowadays you can find them a dime a dozen. Um, Mine, I feel like is a little bit different and a little bit unique. My um, calling to this is out of, was out of, born out of my own desperation to get better. Um, I was just a regular stay-at-home mom. Uh, my kids were in private Christian school. 
Um, and I led a really, you know, boring life or, 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 or probably like some of your listeners, just very mundane. My husband traveled for work. So he worked outside of the home and he would travel. This was, you know, 10, 12 years ago before COVID. And so he traveled um, constantly. He would leave on Sundays and, and come home on um, on Thursday nights. And, and I was, my kids were in a private Christian school. Um, I led a Beth Moore Bible study, um, on Thursday morning. So my life was very normal, very boring. Um, and one day my world fell apart. Um, I did not realize that my husband was living a double life. I, I didn't realize um, the destruction um, that the enemy had in our family um, until the day my world fell apart. Um, like I, I, t- I was telling your listeners, it was Antoine would leave and, and go to work on, on Sunday nights or Monday mornings and return home on Thursday evenings. And this particular week, he had asked us, you know, because he was going to be working on the other coast, he asked us, would we go to work with him? Um, so we jumped in the car and uh, went to the other coast with him. It was a great week. He worked and we got a chance to go to work, so to speak, with dad. And um, I came home and 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 he had to fly um, back to Indianapolis and things were normal. So I thought uh, I had a neighbor that was going to be dropping off some mail that night. It was the, for all your you moms that are listening, it was the night before the first day of school. And so, you know how that works. Um, you try to get them to bed early. Um, and so my doorbell rang and I was on the phone with my husband looking back on it. Um, I think he was trying to tell me not to answer the door. Uh, but I was just not in that mindset. And so um, I told him, it's like, I got to go by. And if you know me, that's a word and an action all at the same time. And so I was thinking it was my friend coming down the street to deliver my mail. It was nine o'clock at night. And I opened my door to find a man standing on the other side. And I had no idea who he was. It's nine o'clock at night. Um, And he began to tell me how my husband owed him money. And my husband has zero debt. Like he does not have any debt. So I thought that was very odd. And why nine o'clock at night? Uh, There was a lady standing a little bit down my driveway. And um, she had a baseball cap on at night. And that just stood out to me. Okay. And so they began explaining and showing me different things, not, not anything explicit, not any pictures that were um, explicit by any means, um, but just pictures of my husband walking to a car, which was our rental car and it went when he had gone to work. And, and my brain began taking these pictures, right, of, of these It was taking pictures of the pictures, but it was also taking pictures of the text messages, the phone that they had handed me between my husband and these people. I had no idea what was taking place. And so 
quickly I began to put a few of the pieces back together. Um, and I realized the man that was standing on my porch was a pimp. And the woman standing a little bit down my driveway at this point was a prostitute that my husband had been with on the other coast. I didn't have words. I didn't understand what was taking place and why. And I went into complete shock. Um, to, to not be able to articulate, to not have a place to ask for help, to not have a place to go or to have someone to reach out to was those next several months was overwhelming to me. And when I say that, please understand that we were thrown in the best Christian counseling that we could afford at the time. Antoine and I started going immediately three days a week. Um, I'd go, he'd go, we'd go together. Um, for all you, your, your listeners, Alexander, I was told that, um, I couldn't make a decision for six months because of the trauma that I went in, went through, or the state of shock that I was in, that I couldn't make a decision for six months. And when they said that, they told me, you know, when a counselor comes in and then they bring in other people, you know, you're in trouble. Okay. So they were telling me that it was not healthy to make a decision legally like I could Antoine and I couldn't legally get separated we legally I couldn't sell a house or buy a house or do anything that had any legal ramifications for six months and I was okay with that shockingly um I felt like it was my job and obligation to make his life a living hell for the next six months and so I did just that but in the meantime I was I was just so perplexed. How, how can this happen? And I not know it. Where, where did I, where did I miss the clues? Right. There was never a girlfriend. There was never, um, an affair. There was not, how did we get from private Christian school to, um, a prostitute stands on your porch? Um, I remember being in Christian counseling and at some point I asked my counselor, how long is this going to take before I start to feel better? How long? I just needed to be able to wrap my brain around what I didn't need a date. Okay. I didn't need like, it's going to happen on June 1st. Like I didn't need a date. I just needed to be able to wrap my brain around how long would this take before I started to feel better. And I remember our Christian counselor said he was kind of excited because I must have bombarded this poor man with a thousand questions he couldn't answer. And I remember him like getting really kind of like excited and said, oh, I can answer that question, Keisha. I can answer that. It's going to take you about three to five years to get better, to feel better. And I thought to myself, and I looked at our counselor and I looked back at Antoine because he was in the session with me. And I said, he doesn't have three to five years to live. And I ain't taken three to five years to get better. 
No, for your listeners, Antoine was not terminal. That was an indirect death threat. Maybe it was direct death threat. That was plotting in my brain that I can't live like this. I can't because of the amount of pain I was in. And I, I began to figure out how can I get better? Cause I, I can't have the death sentence of three to five years. I can't. Um, I didn't know anything else to do at that point. I, I continued counseling. And for all you listeners that are in counseling, counseling's great. I believe there's a time and a place for that. I, I do. Um, I'm not a counselor basher. I have friends that are counselors. I, I, I have counselors that refer people to me all the time. And, and there is a place for counseling. But for some of your listeners that you've been in that and you can't hold on the three to five years, there are other ways of getting better. There's there's other things that you can do. Um just to kind of fast forward my story, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. Um, but just to, for the sake of time, um, to let your listeners also know, to be authentic, you know, girls, I wish I could tell you that I, I dove into God's word and, and, and I went straight there and I, and I fasted and I prayed and I, and I did all the things to draw me closer to him. That would be a lie. That's not where I was. I was done with him. Like, how can I serve you all my life? How can I, how can I be that mom that was super conservative and and we watched where our children went and we and we did all the things and how can I be that mom? And this is what you hand delivered me. I was done with him. I felt he was no more realer than Santa Claus or the Easter bunny. I I was really done with him because I thought he really dealt me a crappy hand. And if you have listeners out there that are in that boat, that's a great boat to be in because it's not the fact that that it's, I I tell people all the time, it wasn't the fact that Keisha was done with God. It was the fact that God wasn't done with Keisha. And if you were in that boat where you're just not, you're not digging and looking into God's word in the midst of your hurt, pain, and trauma, it's okay. He is bigger than me too. And so I went through these, these horrible seasons of, of just not being okay and not knowing where to go to get help. It's not that I didn't try. Um, there's, um, you know, several, several things I tried and it was not successful. And I really do believe looking back that God was closing the door because he was birthing something greater than I could ever birth. Um, and it's kind of what has brought me to do where, what I'm doing currently. And so just to, so a, a question people ask when I get to this point of the story and can't color in all the, the details is, well, Keisha, how long did it take? How long did it take before you got better? Well, I feel like that's continuous, right? That that scripture says deep calls to deep and he's constantly refining and renewing. But to give you a date on the calendar, it was August 7th that her name, she told me her name was Coco. She came to my house um, and it was a year to the date on August 7th 
that I launched my first, I didn't know what it was, but I launched my first, what I call now a clinic, um, to tell people, to teach people there is a different way of healing that doesn't take the three to five year route. As I began getting better, I was still in counseling, right? And so my counselor's like, uh, what are you doing? How are you? You're, you're like, you're hitting the fast forward button. And I finally stopped going because I found myself paying to tell someone how I was getting better. Um, but there is a way, girls, to hit the fast forward button when you are in the midst of your greatest, deepest pain. And so that's what I do. That's what God has called me to do. I feel like people, some people are kind of on the edge of their seats right now. Are you able to tell us a little bit how you got there so fast or more quickly than three to five years? Yes. Yes. Okay. So there was a lady that jumped into life with me and she began, we didn't know, but you know, she began pushing me and asking me hard questions and, and, and teaching me how to dive into my hurt that Keisha, yes, this is as catastrophic as this is what Antoine has done. There's other hurt and pain in your life that's unresolved. And unless you dig down deep and figure out how you got here, you're never going to be able to figure out where you're going. And so um, she began to challenge me. She began to ask me questions. I was a very resistant student. <laughs> um, and, 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 and she began to walk out this pain with me. And so um, I didn't know that it was turning into what, what we call now a 40 week and a 40 clinic. Um, but the goal now to the clinic is to teach women how to get better, not to, to jump in life. Like I said, I'm a life coach and we can talk about that a little bit later, but to jump in life and, and teach them how. So there's, there's techniques and there's tools and there's, there's things that I take women through to teach them. There is, God has equipped each one of us for healing. That's how he equipped us. We don't know how to get there oftentimes in the midst of trauma, right? In the midst of crisis, we don't know how to get there, but there is a method that um, I've discovered um, in how to heal from what tried to kill you. And so, uh, yeah, she jumped in and um, she started pushing me and, and challenging me and asking me questions and, and encouraging me to dive in. And, and that's how I was able to hit the fast forward button. I had to repeat those things over and over again. So I don't want you girls to think that the, there's a magic pill and you can take it and swallow it and all things. Nope, that's not, that's not. You have, you will have to, you, once you learn these techniques, you will have to repeat them multiple times, but at least you know how to do it. Does that make sense? Yes. Just God is so good. And I, I just love hearing your story. Can you tell our listeners, how do you, how do you define trauma and how does it affect our lives? You know, that is a very good question. How do I define trauma? Okay. So a lot of people think Alexandra, trauma is like, you've got a lady in the fetal position and she's crying and she's, she's distraught because something has happened to her or, or they might get another picture that, 
she's angry and she's raging and she can't, um, she has no, absolutely no self-control. Okay. Those are traumas. Okay. So I, I tell people, especially when they come in the clinic, um, the enemy works on both ends of the yardstick. That is trauma. But I've watched women, um, and, and, and now we've let the guys in. So that's a, that's a different thing. But trauma can manifest itself as having it all together. Trauma can manifest itself as, you know, I, I've worked with women, very successful women, that trauma has pushed them to the next playing field, right? Because they so desperately don't want to be something that that they've been defined by, right? And so trauma looks different on every person. It looks different on every, with every situation. Um, I tell women all the time, you know, what, what, how does it affect you, right? Like it can affect you in multiple ways. It can, it can affect you and it can push you to be extremely successful and it can paralyze you at the same time. So there is no, set, um, picture for trauma. Okay. So you can have unresolved childhood trauma that you haven't dealt with for decades and it changes how you parent. Um, so it's just, it's different for each woman. This is what my number one thing that I say, if it's causing you pain, then it's trauma. If it's unresolved, then it's trauma. If you haven't worked through it, then it's trauma, even though it may not manifest in a fetal position or a raging mama, it's still affecting you and how you perform and and how you um, deal with your day-to-day life. Does that make sense? So it's both ends of the spectrum, totally. Right. And I, like I always say, I feel like so many, many of us have these health issues and a big root cause of those issues could be that we have trauma, we have bitterness, we have resentment, we have things that we have not dealt with. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coming into the clinic, I teach body, soul, and spirit. And so I love the fact that you have listeners that are like, interested in their health and why do you, you know, and they might be looking for some alternative, more natural ways of dealing with, with their health. And so oftentimes I tell my women that come into our clinic, the body keeps the score. It does. It's the one thing that you've had your entire life that has, that totally keeps the score. And you might not think it's affecting you, but your body remembers and your body is, it, it, it's trained to go back to when it remembers things that you may not want to remember. And so it takes you back and it allows you to feel, why is this so devastating to me? Why is this so hurtful? Because you, you have unresolved hurt and pain in your life that's not dealt with and your body remembers. It's no different than even though each pregnancy is different. Your body remembers, oh, wait, I've been pregnant before. I know what to do. It automatically goes into that I know what to do phase. And so that's the same with trauma. It can, trauma can affect, um, you know, if you have women that struggle with brain fog or if you have women that struggle with their thyroid trauma, trauma, trauma. Okay. You have women that struggle with uh, cortisol or their adrenal, 
trauma, all of it is because there's unresolved. And here's the thing. It doesn't have to be, you know, I tell people all the time, like, I hope you don't have a trauma story like mine. I hope yours is not that traumatic, but if so, it's okay. Right. But it doesn't matter. It can be something as simple as I didn't feel like I, I didn't feel attached in this. In I didn't feel a part of, of a certain situation. I felt isolated. I felt like I didn't belong in my theme. Like it can be things that are minimal that can cause you pain. And once, you know, God's word says, don't give the enemy a foothold, but once he has a crack in the foundation, there's a crack in your foundation and we need to sit down and we need to address that because it changes how you view the world. So if some listeners, some people that are listening, they want to work with you or they want to find out more, can you tell us more about the services that you provide? Absolutely. So I'm a professional life coach. And so, um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you can buy a life coaching in a Cracker Jack box now, but it wasn't that way 10 years plus ago. And so God has called me to jump into life with people. Okay. Remember my, my trauma story. Who do I call? Like, I remember saying, okay, if my house was on fire, I would know to call a fire department. If we were having a medical emergency, I would call an ambulance. If someone was trying to harm us, I would call the police. Who do you call when your life has fallen apart? Who do you call? Where's the 911? And so um, that's kind of what I've been able to provide. So uh, people um, seek out my services. Um, Yes, I do meet with women and men weekly, right? So I do meet with, if someone's interested, I meet with you weekly. Here's a big difference in what I do and maybe what is tradition. Um, There's homework assignments. Why? Because I do not plan to stay in your life for a long time. My average person that I work with is about three months. Why? Because yes, am I going to have to hear about the trauma? Yes, I am. But I want to teach you how, because I'm not going to be around forever. I want to leave you tools. So when trauma, hurt, and pain happen in your life, again, you have a method, a place. How, how do I get out of this? Where do I go to? So there's homework assignments. And no, I don't meet with you unless you have it done. And no, it's not hours and hours. Most of the time, it's my clients texting me their homework, things I'm having them think about or do. Um, the next thing that makes me really different is if we meet on what's what's today, Thursday. So our, our meeting time's on Thursday. But what happens if life falls apart on Sunday for you? Well, you'll have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You'll have almost four to five days of your life falling apart. And my clients have access to me in between time. My goal is to teach you how to deal with it when it's all falling apart. Now I can't be at your 24 seven beck and call, right? I can't, but I jump in life with you in between time to push you. It's not about two steps forward, one step back. I know where I left you on Thursday. You need to be there or you need to be making progress when we meet again the following Thursday. But what happens when life falls apart in the interim? What do you do? Well, you reach out because you're not created to do it by yourself. And that's what I love about what I've developed. It's about really jumping in and coaching you in the moment of how to do it. And so that's one aspect. 
Obviously the clinic is amazing. It's a four day weekend. It's all inclusive. We check you out of life and we teach you how to get better. It's a taught process. It's not a feeling. You have to be taught how to heal and how to heal correctly. I love medical analogies. So I love that you all are about, you know, health and wellness. But if I I use the analogy, if I break my leg and I do absolutely nothing, nothing, I'm a relatively healthy person, that leg should heal. Now there might be repercussions of not receiving medical attention. I might walk with a limp. I might walk with a straight leg. There might be pain, right? But if I choose to do exactly what the doctor says, whether it's surgery or cast it or get a cast or, or go into physical therapy, because of the way God designed our bodies, that bone will calcify and that leg will actually be stronger than the leg that was never broken. And so what happens in the clinic, I have women walk in and they, they need to learn how to heal. And sometimes in order to learn how to heal, we have to go back because the bones have begun to heal on their own, but they're not healing correctly. And we have to go back and we have to re-break some bones and that's hard, but the goal is to re-break it so it can be stronger than the leg that was never broken. And so that's the clinic. Um, The last thing I do, it's called a private care clinic where I go into people's homes or they fly to Florida and it's a two and a half day um, a weekend, or I say weekend, we do it now during the week because it's, it's become so popular. And, and so it's everything kind of you learned in the clinic, but Keisha, how do I bring this home to my family? How do I make healing a part of my family? Um, and so we do that for two and a half days. Now I say with private care clinics, I don't do that unless you have actually come to a four day weekend because there's such foundational teaching that I teach in the clinic. Um, that is so imperative. Um, and so we have found that doing a private care clinic without having that foundation just makes it extremely difficult. And so I don't work with clients unless they've come to a four day weekend to do a private care clinic. But phone coaching, hey, that's open to whoever. I'm so glad that you took the time to listen today. If you like what you heard, will you leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can reach more people? And if you want to connect with me, go to HerHolistichealing.com. Before you go, I want to leave you with one of my favorite passages from Matthew 29. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Oh, it is my burden is light.